the study broadcast, everyone. Uh, this is Chris, along with Dylan Reister, and she is a study abroad advisor at Edgewood College. So if you're thinking about going to Edgewood College, or you go to Edgewood College, or you're abroad and you're thinking about coming to Edgewood College, uh, listen up. We're going to figure out how to study abroad in Madison, which is a great place to be if you're a student or anyone. And uh, welcome to the show, Dylan. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And just a little background, actually. I just read that Edgewood College got ranked on Money Magazine's like best uh, best value or something for, mm-hmm. for a school. So that's pretty cool for 2018-2019. So uh, we're here in Madison on the gorgeous campus of Edgewood College. And uh, thank you for being here. Of course. Thanks right. for having me. You're welcome. You're, well, you're welcome. So, uh, Dylan, why don't you take us through... Uh, you're, you obviously, you're involved in interna- international education, we'll get a little more into that, but why don't you take us through your first time when you were a student studying abroad, and the process you went through, and and what, where you went, and tell us about that trip. Yeah, so I was studying at St. Norbert College in De Pere, Wisconsin, and came, I was studying uh, communication media studies, as well as uh, just taking a few classes in the German language. And so I came across an opportunity to do just a summer program um, in Strobel, Austria. And so this was just like a five-week summer program um, called Summer Hochschule, which is basically a program that is sponsored by the University of Vienna that brought together um, students from 30 different nationalities to kind of discuss and study uh, European law, media, privacy as well as the German language. Wow. Yeah, it was an incredible experience and so um, after that I knew that studying abroad for a full semester was going to be the next step for me. Yeah. Uh, so, you, so you did the whole semester then? So then after that I went back to St. Norbert for one semester and then prepared to leave for my second study abroad experience which started out with two months of intensive language training back in Vienna, Austria, and then subsequently following that, I uh, moved to Germany and did a semester of studies. Um, And so that was a really neat program that I got to spend two months in Vienna, Austria, which is just an incredible city, preparing for the language components of my university classes that I'd then be taking in Germany. So you can, can you speak German then, or a little no, bit? No, <laughs> I can struggle through it. Okay, yeah, that's how, that's how I with Spanish too. Yeah. So, uh, well, okay. So so two times studying abroad, and then you got back and you went to graduate school and you did global education here in Madison. Yeah, and so I had a year back at Saint Norbert. Um, was kind of trying to figure out what to do. Like everyone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and then came across. Um, this graduate program at UW-Madison. Um, it's called Educational Leadership and Policy Analysis. Okay. And then the track that I chose was Global Higher Ed, which was a cohort model um, where I got to study with other students who were either international students or have had like great international experience as well. And so kind of engaging together to learn about the field of international higher education. 
Nice. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't even, until I talked to you, I didn't even know that, that was an option for a major. I mean, I know when you get into graduate school, there's different facets and avenues mm-hmm. you can take, but I didn't know idea you could study global higher education. Yeah, it's a very new program, um, but just, yeah, incredible. I think this field is growing, and so it's important now to have the focus on that area of study. Yeah, it's definitely growing. Uh, that's, that's awesome that you went twice. I always say that, like, just for... Uh, like you getting into graduate school or getting a job after school, it makes poor students good and good students great, and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely something. I mean, that's why we're here doing the podcast. <laughs> so, uh, you've been at Edgewood College now uh, for a while, and um, can you tell us if uh, you mentioned the program you did to study abroad in Vienna, Austria? So could you tell us if there are any students listening who are who'd be interested in coming to Edgewood? The best path to take in order to get here or how like what's the best way to do it yeah um so are you talking about degree seeking or exchange or anything like anything yeah Yeah. Yeah. I mean we have here in the center for global education we're very dedicated to making sure that students can have these experiences and we're an extremely welcoming campus to international students and so um, myself the two co-directors of this office as well as our admissions team are happy to engage with anybody who has questions about coming to study here at Edgewood. Okay. Yeah. So just contact you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and um, so, uh, and then from when you studied abroad, could you tell us, well, it doesn't have to be studying abroad, but could you tell us a travel story or something, <laughs> something you might tell at a dinner party or something? Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many great stories of things I've seen, things I've done, um, just so many experiences, but I'm going to talk about maybe just one of the more unfortunate experiences okay, I've had. Okay, those are, those are um, good to hear, too. Yeah, I feel yeah, it's important to recognize. Yeah. <laughs> um, so flying, this was my second time studying abroad. We arrived in, and we, I mean, students I didn't know yet, yeah. we all met yeah. in uh, Vienna, Austria, and it was a snowstorm. And so we kind of mm. just briefly walked through the city center and then were taken to our apartments and left there. Um, I was living alone in my apartment at this time and I went to the bathroom and when I went to open the door to get back out, I could not get it open. So you were in the bathroom? I was in the bathroom, stuck in this bathroom and I was like pounding on the door trying to kick it and everything I it took me an hour to get out of this bathroom and I was like screaming because then I started to freak out like why can't I get this door open and I had locked it did you guys have cell phones yet did you nope. see so you just got there that's why I just yeah, you got didn't there your, okay. and I you know I didn't even like I still had my jacket and everything like not settled at all first thing that happens to me is I'm locked in this bathroom for an hour and so now I have this fear of like locking doors or Or anything getting trapped trapped. yeah so when you finally got out did you figure out what it was it wasn't like open or obvious was it or what happened it was the lock like got jammed and it just it was a lock that didn't I never locked it again um (laughs) I was the only one living there so it didn't really matter (laughs) yeah um but yeah it was just a faulty lock and I, what really, I just started like rattling it back and forth and eventually it like, I got to loosen. Um, so no one, like you, did you like knock and no one heard you or? I was screaming, knocking, everything, nobody came. 
you know, you start thinking like, well, okay, maybe tomorrow if I don't show up for class, somebody will come look for me or like (laughs) these kind of thoughts started coming through my head. And so that was like a really scary experience that, you know, didn't really start the experience off great, but I followed that up by traveling to Budapest um, with a friend and to kind of get over this fear, went crawling through the caves. And so lots of tight spaces, being underground, and I mean, I was just shaking going into the experience, but all in all, it was so incredible um, and such like a fun day of adventuring and trying to kind of conquer that original fear. Yeah, that's it. That takes a lot of... uh... (laughs) Nice. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay, so... A little advice to everyone, if you're leaving to a different country, make sure that you don't get locked in somewhere, or make sure you can get out before you lock the door. Yes. Uh, thanks for the cautionary tale, Dylan. Um, but if you could, and then, so, here on campus, if you, if you're, stu- like, if I was a student at Edgewood College, what, like, and I come into your office, like, what would you tell me? Like, I'm thinking about studying abroad, but I don't know if I can afford it. Or, like, what would you say to a student just thinking about it? And And so I would definitely just, at that point, try to get get to know the student. Maybe what their goal is for studying abroad. Like, why it came to mind in the first place. Is there any part of the world they're really interested in going? Yeah. Um, And then I would encourage them to set up a meeting with our peer advisor, which is a student who works for the Center for Global Education, who has studied abroad as oh, well. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. yeah my school didn't have that. Oh, really? So, no. Yeah, so. so that's really great because then they get to talk to somebody who is on the same level of them as like being a student here um, and can talk about, okay, how did they afford studying abroad yeah. um, versus me telling them, no, study abroad's affordable. You know, because yeah, they're it, gonna it, think, It's a fallacy that exactly. students think you just have to be like, loaded in order to do it mm-hmm. but you really don't I mean you can get away with like as far as your college education goes and that cost you can get away with uh, going for the cost of a plane ticket and oh, having yeah. everything be equal mm-hmm. uh, and then especially if you like if you uh, if you're going to a private school like Edgewood or an out of, like out of state tuition it's uh, it can even be cheaper mm-hmm. so we truly do make it affordable and you know those are discussions I'm willing to have with students as well if they're worried about finances, I'm not going to say, oh, you should study in Australia yeah. or something where the cost of living is so extreme. We can find programs where it might be even cheaper for you to study abroad than be living here right. in Madison. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So, okay. So if you're on campus, come visit Dylan and she'll <laughs> set you up with a peer advisor and you're off and running. Okay. Uh, a few uh, rapid question, or rapid fire questions, Dylan, so uh, everyone can get you to know you a little better. Uh, what would be a book that you'd recommend? Yeah, so I just actually finished a book called American Radical. Okay. Um, which looks into the life of an American Saudi Arabia Muslim, or American Muslim who moved here from Saudi Arabia. And he is an FBI agent in New York and has to go undercover and look into terrorism. And, um, it just kind of really opens your eyes to some of those beliefs of Muslims um, because I, you know, I'm not Muslim and so I wanted to learn more about it. And so this book was really great because it was 
his perspective of being an American Muslim as well as the Muslim perspective from Saudi Arabia. Right. And then kind of in the framework of 9-11. Yeah. It's just like post 9-11, right? Yeah. It just mm-hmm. kind of, so it puts you into the shoes. Yeah. So the book like kind of starts off where, um, when 9-11 happens and just uh, his reaction to it. And it's like, okay, because I'm American Muslim, what am I going to do about this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, all right, so I'll have to check that one out. Uh, thank you for the recommendation. And then uh, the topic of food, which is a big reason mm-hmm. why I studied abroad and why probably a <laughs> lot of people do like travel is to try different food. So first of all, uh, if so for international students listening, what's your like favorite food here in the states or from home? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a huge soup person. Ah. So I my mom makes this fantastic. Uh, chicken noodle soup, like uh-huh. just a classic, yeah. and um, just a very homey soup where, you know, on those cold winter days, <laughs> no. especially here in Wisconsin, I think it's just such a classic for, you know, the American culture to no. have yeah, that's, homemade soup. <laughs> that's one of the things, yeah, so if you're an international student listening, we've got great chicken noodle soup here, you just had to head up to Dylan's house. <laughs> yes, and uh, all are welcome. And then also, yeah. <laughs> Like she said, the foods change with the seasons, actually. So if you're living in a climate where the uh, seasons don't change too much, you could check out Edgewood College for uh, a taste of the four seasons, which is, you know, in Madison is beautiful again. So it's a great place to be if you're thinking about coming to the United States. Uh, And then when you were studying abroad in uh, Austria or Germany, what uh, what's something that you remember from from there that you that you wish you could have here? Well, being in Austria, I kind of have to say Wiener Schnitzel, mm-hmm. um, just a very traditional yes. dish. Um, for those of you who don't know what Wiener Schnitzel is, it's like a thin cut of veal that's breaded and then fried and then garnished with a lemon, and it's just very, oh, that very sounds good. good. I, I, wish, yeah, I wish I could have one of those for lunch today, yeah. actually. Uh, okay, uh, what if you, if you walk into a bar, what, what are you ordering? Okay, so... Do you want here in the States or abroad? Oh, both. Both, okay. Yeah. Here in the States, I would have to go with any sort of cocktail that has gin in it. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy gin um, or wine. Okay. Um, but abroad, living in Germany, I really enjoyed the beer there. Um, uh, of course. <laughs> one in particular is called Bananenweizen. And so it's basically our wheat beer with... Well, their wheat beer yeah. <laughs> um, with banana juice. Oh, which, I didn't even know banana juice was a thing. It's very. We just don't have it here. Yeah. And so you know, when if you go to Germany, just try it. Mm-hmm. Don't knock it till you try it because it's actually really good. And if you've had wheat beer before, it kind of already has that hint of banana flavor. Yeah. And so this just kind of exemplifies it a little bit more. I want to go there. The, the stuff there sounds better than the stuff here. I want a Wiener Stitchel and uh, banana beer. Yeah. What's it called again? Banana Bison. Banana Bison. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, and then what? Um, what? Uh, do you have a quote that you'd like to tell? Yeah. And so um, I was kind of a big Anthony Bourdain fan. Oh so, yeah. Uh, kind of in honor of him, he has this quote that says, travel changes you as you move through this life and this world. You change things slightly. You leave marks behind, however small. And in return, life and travel leaves marks on you. 
Most of the time, those marks on your body or on your heart are beautiful, often though they hurt. And so I find this quote really interesting and I've kind of tried to internalize it. Um, I do a lot of journaling and so kind of writing like, you know, my perspective on how travel can be something so beautiful, but how it does hurt. Um, Because for me, like hurt truly is engendered by travel because it's this realization of everything that you have learned while traveling but everything that you've yet to come to know and realize about the world and experience in the world as well as you know once you have that travel bug that constant desire to move to keep Mm -hmm. traveling but then finding peace of mind at home yeah you know so I think in particular that's one that just really stands out to me uh yeah that's I I still can't believe he's gone now but that, that's, he's yeah. got he's got a ton of good quotes actually he really does you know, think exist or that quote page mm-hmm. that comes up uh yeah so um okay and then is there anything else you'd like to add to students listening so just to give you a little the reason i started this is because you can if you're thinking about studying abroad you can look at travel blogs and advice for traveling until you're blue in the face like there's no mm-hmm. but there's <laughs> Right, and th- but there's nothing really for like geared towards study abroad students in the way of a podcast. Yeah. But there are blogs, so I'm basically trying to shift that copy into audio, mm-hmm. and that's why we're here. So I mean, just you'd obviously recommend doing it for any student once in a lifetime opportunity. Like, um, yeah, if I could study abroad a hundred times, I would. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but. Truly, I just want to emphasize, and you've already said, it is for any student. It doesn't matter, um, you know, what your financial situation is, what your uh, race is. Anybody can study abroad, and we truly, truly in this office here want to help students have those experiences and make sure that it's the best possible fit for each student. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Well, thank you very much for being here. Uh, if you don't, you guys, if you don't want to keep coming to the website to look at new interviews, I'll post them all on social media so you can follow us there. Otherwise, take care and we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks a lot, Dylan. Thank you. Bye.